This video is being done at a special request by Zenny on YouTube. She asked to have a video with respect to grandparents' rights in CPS cases. So Zenny, this video is for you. Grandparents' rights. Do they have rights in the juvenile dependency courts in this state of California? Hi, my name is Vincent Davis. I've been practicing law 31 years and I'm an expert in representing people in juvenile dependency cases, also known as CPS cases here in California. When I represent grandparents, they usually call me and say, hey, Mr. Davis, my grandkids are in foster care with strangers and the social worker won't give me the children. Now, first off, I want to tell you it is important, extremely important, at what stage of the case you call me. Because you call me, if you call me at the beginning stages of the case, the chances and the probabilities of you getting the grandchildren are high. But as the case goes along, those probabilities decrease. The reason why I tell you that is because a lot of people call at the beginning of the case, but then they decide not to hire me because the social worker has promised them that the child would be placed with them. Let me tell you a story. This is a true story. I got a call from some relatives that were back in, I think, Indiana. And they called me and said, hey, they are about to terminate the parental rights. And we understand that if they terminate the parental rights, we're no longer the relatives and no longer entitled to relative placement. I said, that's the basic idea. Why didn't you call me in the beginning? Well, Mr. Davis, we were at the very first court hearing in California. I own a business. My husband is the principal of the local school and also a church leader in our church. We thought it would be no problem to have the child placed with us. So we didn't think we needed an attorney. Ah, what a mistake. You see, social workers promise at the beginning of the case to place the child with relatives. Why? Because that's the law. But in this particular case, this is what happened. They decided that because the people are out of state, that they needed to conduct something called an ICPC, the Interstate Compact for Placement of Children. And if they don't order an expedited ICPC, which only takes 30 days, it could take months. And that's what happened to this couple. And then on top of that, we found out during the trial that the social worker had the approval from Indiana to place the child there. But it sat on her desk for months with her taking no action. And here's the problem. In California, the longer that child stays with the foster parent, the more likely that the child 
will not be removed from those foster parents to be placed with a relative. Yes, that's the law here in California. And I suspect from talking to people from other states that is probably the law in your state, but you'd want to check with an attorney licensed in your, in your state to make sure that's correct. So when the grandparent, excuse me, when the relatives hired me, when the relatives hired me, I filed the following. And this is what grandparents and relatives should file if they want to get the children placed with them. I filed a de facto motion. A lot of people say, well, Davis, they never took care of the kid. They're not entitled to a de facto motion. Uh, not true. There is something called N. Ray Charles S. It's an appellate case in California, and I suggest everyone read it. Just because you're a relative and you show interest in the child, the court may give you standing to participate. Number two, I filed a 388 petition to have the children or have the child immediately placed with the relatives in Indiana. I also filed a petition for guardianship and temporary guardianship. I also filed a uh, petition to disclose the records because the court records and social worker reports, uh, they're all confidential. And uh, if you don't get the records disclosed, you'll be doing a trial where people are using evidence that you have no idea about. That actually happened to me in a San Diego case uh, where I represented relatives. I filed a petition to disclose the records and it was denied. And I had to do the trial and everyone was using evidence that I couldn't see. Sounds crazy, right? It happened to me. But I digress. Going back to the Indiana case and the case here in California. The judge um, decided to give me a hearing, and we had a trial. And after the trial, the judge ruled that the child had such a significant bond, psychological, emotional, and physical bond with the foster parents, who seemed very nice people, um, that the child would remain in the foster parents' home, not be uh, placed in the, grand, uh, in the relatives' home in Indiana, and that the foster parents would adopt the child. Now these were relatives who showed up. They flew from Indiana to California and went to the very first hearing and told the judge, told the judge that they wanted the child placed with them. Judge said, fine, we have to do what's called an interstate compact, an ICPC, and once you're approved, or if you're approved, the child will be placed with you. That never happened. Why? Well, I cross-examined the social worker and I got the feeling, although she never admitted it, I got the feeling that she wanted this child to, re to remain with the foster parents. They seem like nice people. Now here's something that people speculate about all the time. Did the foster parents pay a bribe to the social worker? I don't know. People tell me that all the time. It's a way for a family to get a child when um, there, there's no other way that they can adopt or have a child on their own. It's called an agency adoption. So whatever the reason the social worker didn't place that child back in Indiana with the relatives, who knows? Only she knows and God knows. I don't know.
All I know is she didn't do it, and she had the approval to do it sitting on her desk for weeks or months. Now, you can trust the social worker if you want to. There are some very good social workers. However, that doesn't mean all of the social workers that you deal with will place the child with you like the law requires. So I suggest that you talk to an attorney at the very beginning of the case if you want the child placed with you. That attorney should file a 388 petition, a de facto motion, a motion to disclose the records, and um, in my case, or in my opinion, a lot of people disagree with this, a petition for temporary and permanent guardianship. And you should do that early. Um, you know, don't think that you're going to end up at the end of the case when the parents' rights are about to be uh, terminated and the kid's going to be adopted by some strangers. Don't think that you can always just jump into the case and get the child placed with you. My name is Vincent Davis, and you're probably watching this video because you have questions. I answer questions like this every day. And on Saturdays, I answer these questions on my KABC talk radio show, 790 AM, and live streamed at kabc.com. Um, it's live streamed uh, nationwide, uh, where people call in from all over the country, ask their questions, and I give answers. Please listen into that show or call me at my office if you have a question or need a consultation. My office number is 888-888-6582. Thank you for watching this video and we'll see you on the next video. Be sure to give me a like and subscribe to my channel.